We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. All right, guys, let's get it started. Knicks lose to the Wizards. If you didn't realize, look. They had a guy, Gary Payton, who just resigned today because the Wizards were short. They were short eight players. Gary Payton finishes with 10 points, 11 rebounds, 5 of 6, and 6 steals. G-Leaguer. Knicks lose to the Wizards. 121, 115. Not only that, another guy. I don't even know how to say his name. If you look on NBA League Pass and try to find his profile picture, he has none. Paz Knicks has 14 points, shot 6 of 7. Ironically, the only miss he had was when Frank was guarding him. He was working Portis and DSJ in the pick and roll all night long. Troy Brown, for some reason, the Knicks kept leaving him open. He finishes the game with 26 points. The Knicks stinks. The Knicks stink. The Knicks were rolling offensively. If we had 115 points, we usually don't skip. We usually don't score that many points. But we had no edge on the defensive end. The second unit in particular, well, at least in that end of the first quarter into the second, blow a 12-point lead. Some will say Mike Miller probably had his first bad coaching game. He did make some tactical mistakes, in my opinion. Uh, the lineup was, was, was weird. It was a little bit weird for that second unit. DSJ gets to start. He starts, not the start of the game, but he starts in front of Frank. He rolls with DSJ and Alonzo Trier in the backcourt with Bobby Portis 
as a center and they exploited that all night long Knicks 12 point lead evaporated quickly because the second unit could not do anything Dennis Smith Jr. made an incredible shot the buzzer didn't count but besides that gave you nothing with zero points one rebound zero assist in six minutes and 57 seconds of play but you know what Trier got to get, get Trier for all you Trier lovers Trier got some burn today with Marcus Morris sitting out there were more minutes to go around and Trier got to get some burn he finishes with 11 and 2 I thought we had this listen the Knicks came into this game as the favorites I think I saw some odds that said we were the three to one favorites, but you know what? When with the Knicks, it's never that easy. Always expect the unexpected. We didn't have the effort on the defensive end today, and this also exposes a glaring hole in our roster because I do feel like Mitchell Robinson was somewhat keeping. The Knicks defense alive. You know we have problems with speedy guards. Ish Smith is one of the fastest guards in the NBA. And I feel like when Mitch was in the game, even when we were getting beat, he was able to cover for a lot of the guards' mistakes on pick and rolls. But he got into foul trouble, as Mitch usually does, and now we have to def- we have to rely on Bobby Portis to pick up the slack, and that's not what he does. It's just not. We desperately need a shot-blocking center to back up Mitch. Also, the first unit scored well in the first. Julius Randle finishes with 35 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. Julius Randle, he played pretty good on-ball defense most of the night. Help defense, not so much. We needed more from that. And on top of that, after the high-scoring second ha- first half, the Knicks go on a 14-0 run in the third quarter. This The first unit, the starters could not get it together. Mike Miller had to call a quick timeout after a minute and some odd seconds. It looked all lost. It really did. But you know this story. The Knicks pull the fake comeback once again. Once again, with four minutes left, Knicks down 17, 99-116. They claw back with Mitch, with Randall, with Alfred Payton. Dotson, who had a pretty good game as well, had a knot in the third quarter, scored 12 points in the third. Clawed back, got the game within three. But then I felt like there was another tactical error here. With the Knicks down three, with 23 so odd seconds left in the game, I'm thinking it's time for Mike Miller to put in an all-offensive lineup. I'm thinking for sure Bobby Portis is going to be in here for some spacing on offense because we need we're down three, we need a three. Nope, he leaves Mitch in. He leaves Mitch in the game. Knicks fumble the out of bounds play. They got Randall going downhill, just like we like it. He did not convert. Knicks foul, Knicks lose. 
heartbreaking game to the G League Wizards. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard being a fan. It's hard being a fan right now. They they, they spoiled Kevin Knox's starting debut, man. They spoiled his debut. Kevin Knox started out okay, started out hot, but he kind of fizzled. He missed a lot of open threes today. I like his aggressiveness to start, but I wanted to see a little bit more from Kevin Knox. And just a lot more defense from this team in general. The pick-and-roll defense still hurts. It looked a lot better with Mitch in it, but we really need another center. And we really need to not look at this DSJ Trier lineup again. I don't know if that's going to work. I'm not sure. But you know what? First quarter, we got Ron Cleveland calling in. I'm, I'm going to turn it over to Ron, man, 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 because I need your help. I need your help going, getting through this pain with me, man. Let's go. Man, 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 man. Jay Ellis. Yeah, yeah, man. What up, man? What's good? Nothing's good right now, man. I'm keeping my spirits up because it's almost Christmas. But the next thing, man. Yeah, hey, I yeah, I gotta, I gotta give you your credit on this one, man. But uh, I'm gonna tell you what, this this loss is squarely at the feet of the coach tonight. Yeah, hey, you got You gotta be real. You gotta give them. You gotta give them benefits when they're doing great. You gotta call them up when they're doing terrible. And when he pulled that lineup, when we had the opportunity to put our foot on that boy's throat, he didn't. He didn't keep that starting lineup in there to go up by 20. Washington was out of it. We had that game. And he blew it. I didn't understand that lineup, that second lineup that yeah. he brought in, that backup. Yeah. Why would, you, why would you do that? We've never seen that lineup all year. Why would you bring that lineup in there? He probably that thought, was foolishness. Yeah, he probably thought we had a chance against the G League team, but apparently not. And I think Mitch that was, that falling was, out didn't help either. Go ahead. That, that, loss is, that loss is on him tonight. I can't, I can't, I don't have nothing negative to say about Julius Randle. You're putting up 35 points. Hey, anything you're giving on the defensive side of the ball is great. So this this whole loss is on is on the foot of Mike Miller. That that that's all it is, man. That, that, that's all it is. I looked at this whole game from beginning to end, and the defensive energy for the Knicks was the same throughout the, the whole game. Yeah, they didn't play lazy tonight like they did in the last game. Yeah, but the whole thing when they when they had the opportunity to kill. They kill Washington, they let him off the hook. And that's why we lost this game tonight. It's all on the coach. That's a fact. It's all on the coach. Yeah, man. But I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this, Jealous, man. We're going to have, if he's going to coach like this, he ain't going to get an opportunity to be the coach next year. I can tell you that. Yeah, man. Listen, he's like. Not, go ahead. I think, I'm not sure if you lost. Yeah. Um, okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Yeah, if, if, if he continues to coach like that, it ain't, I mean, you don't experiment when your team, and that, that's what teed me off. I'm like, we got how many wins? Seven wins? Why are you experimenting with a new lineup when we got a chance to put this game out of reach early and put them boys to sleep? Bradley Beal was frustrated. He didn't have a good night. No, he didn't. The other guys killed us. These nobody, these no yep. players killed us tonight. Yeah, the others, the you others killed I mean? us so tonight, man. My thing is, why, why are you, why are you going that route of doing that? So my thing is, I'm looking at it like this. We, we have to, and I agree with you on this. 
and I say this coming to the season, we don't have a true backup center when Mitch get in foul trouble or if he's not, you know what I mean? If, yeah. You need if he, you need somebody to come in and back him up. We don't have a true center. And I don't know why we ain't went and got uh, the kid out of the GV, Wooten. Why isn't he up yet? Yeah, man. It was apparent tonight. So, so that's all I got to say, man. Jealous, man. Hey, this season over with. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to who our next coach gonna be, man. That's, 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 that's what I'm looking forward to in the draft. This season over with, man. Oh man, one bad. All right, all right, <laughs> one bad game. He's, he's ready to throw our Miller. All right, thanks for calling, Ron, man. All right, one bad game. I'm not ready to throw our Miller just yet, but man, that lineup was a little funky. But even with that funky lineup, we should be able to beat a G League team that was just assembled with spit and bubble gum today. Like, there is no excuse for that, man. We should be able to beat a team like that. But again, like, this team is weirdly constructed. When Mitchell Robinson was out, I feel like it was weird. We didn't have the defense we needed to, to kind of contain these guards. And we really needed him to stay out of foul trouble tonight, and it just didn't happen. I'm, I'm going to JJ, man. JJ from Brooklyn, man. Talk me off the ledge, man. What's going on, JJ? Yo, what's up, bro? What's going on, man? Uh, I, I can't talk you off, man. I'm, I'm about to jump, too, man. <laughs> man. Yo, we got our picks. We got our picks. We lost it. We what? We still have our picks. I'll say that. We still have our picks. <laughs> yeah, no, we lost to Troy Brown, Hitch Smith, and Gary Payton Jr., man. I mean, that's crazy. Bradley Beal didn't even play good. We take, like, four, like 80 shots, man. Like, Bill was playing terrible. I was like 13 to like 40 or something like that. Oh, yeah, he like, was horrible, man. He even, yeah, he was ridiculous. He was brutal out there, man. And we still lost with Bill playing like an idiot. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's just unbelievable, man. We're 30 points for Bradley Bill, 13 for 38 for 34%, and oh, they still God. end that's up winning. Ridiculous, bro. Crazy oh, man! Crazy. <laughs> so when Bill takes forty shots and hits like ten, I mean that's man. That kid Peyton, bro, he was he was playing like his life depended on it, man. He was just all over the place. Yeah, he was. You know, like he was just obviously don't want to go back to the G League. That kid was scrapping. He was fighting. He was. Doing everything, man. Yo, he was a difference maker. I'm not even gonna lie, man. He was like one of the biggest difference makers in this game because he was yeah. everywhere, man. He's a scrappy guy. Yeah, man. And even the last play That's of the game, we got a got, got his hand on on the ball with Mitch over there crashing the boards. That was huge. Exactly. Did you think that was a foul right there or no? <sighs> to tell you the truth, man. If I didn't, if I didn't, it didn't look like he got fouled by Peyton. If he did get fouled, because it looked like Peyton had all ball. Yeah. To tell you the truth, man. Yeah, it did look pretty. Yeah, at first I thought it was foul, and the replay looked it was looked pretty clean. But you know he's a pain. You know he got hands. You know he can play deep, get those steals. You know. That's but, for sure. You know, like that's just so like man, it's just so good about it. It's to a team missing eight players. Obviously no wall, no good times, no, no, not there. Nobody, man. The other seven who's been playing good, Bryant was like out. Just man, you heard now. After the game, this battle was pissed. And Randall, too, they said the same thing, that they weren't ready from shoot-around. That's, mm. that's on coaching, man. They were ready from shoot-around. Can you expound, expound on that? When they said they wasn't ready, 
Uh, Ran yeah, Randall and Barrett both said the same thing after the game on MST, the post game in the locker room. They said they weren't ready, like from all day, like even hours before the game, the team wasn't ready to play. Wow. So they weren't prepared. Yeah. I mean, they were playing yeah. during shooter ground. Yeah. They wasn't watching film. Yeah. Randall they said and they were mm. all day and shoot around and everything. They weren't ready to play. That's yeah. inexcusable. That's, yeah, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable considering that. We just saw a team without eight players, and we're just like, oh, you know, we're going to win. We don't have to play hard. And, you know, we don't have to try all day. We can be, you know, that's just inexcusable right there. Barrett was pissed. He looked like he wanted to kill someone after the game. He had this look like he was fuming, man. Man. Even Randall was like, that can never happen again. He's like, it's inexcusable. We weren't ready to play all day long and shoot around. We weren't ready to play. Like that's just that can't happen, man. That definitely can't, can't happen. That definitely can't happen. We are not. We are not yeah. that good. To not take every team exactly. seriously, we only had seven wins. We just beat the Golden State Warriors <laughs> and the Sacramento Kings. We 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 lost to these bottom feeder teams. We definitely can't take advantage of that, man. We can't. We can't. We can't how, take how ourselves too seriously. How could a seven-win team do like the Warriors could do that? Well, not the Warriors. Like this, you know what I mean. The old war, you know, the Warriors from years, you know, before, and the Lakers now. Like they could be flat all day and before the game, and they could still win. Not us. Not us, man. I don't care who. We don't care if we're playing a team missing eight guys. We have seven wins, man. Yeah, man. That's just brutal, man. That just made me pissed, bro. Brutal, man. You know? Appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call. All right, man. Have a good one, man. Appreciate it, bro. All right, yo. Audio, see what the audio is funky. Next caller. Coming in. I don't have your name. Yo, what up, JL? Dan from Long Island, man. Yo, what's going on, man? What's good, man? Listen, I, I got I to gotta say something. I, I call you all the time. And I bang on and on and on about why Tree don't get no light. Now I know. <laughs> I'll tell you something. This kid, if he don't bang that ball into the wood six times before he, he, he starts the offense, he ain't played. I mean, I've never seen him. He, you know, look, I know Melo was a ball. Look, I know his nickname's ISO, whatever. Right. And I understand he's a, you know, just ball stoppers, right? Right. LeBron could be a ball stopper sometimes. Melo, back in the old days when I was a kid, you know, Adrian Stanley, you put that thing in the post, the thing wasn't coming out. I understand that. But this kid gets no burn, he don't play, he gets no run, and he thinks everything's built around him. How many times in the second half, not listen, he made some shots. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying the kid's a natural scorer, you know, but he... We, you know, Miller wants to push the ball and get going into an offense. This cat kissed the rock, and he just wants to pound it six times, and he looked at all guys. And I'm just, it's striking to me. The other thing is, he don't want to, he doesn't, he doesn't want to defend. And yeah. when you got five EMPs in a row, five EMPs, man, on a team that's got seven wins, at some point you need to look in the mirror and say, listen, you saw that kid Peyton today? Yeah. How he was playing? Yeah. The kid wants to stay in league. Hungry. I don't know who Tria thinks he is. I don't know who Tree thinks he is. I don't know nothing about him. I've heard, you know, you hear the rules about him having a bad attitude. And I have, like I said, there's been nobody in the city who's been banging on about Tree getting light more than me. I've been screaming from the rooftops. But I, I, I saw tonight why he's not. Because that kid, he, he just looks hard-headed. Now, he's not the reason we lost. I'm, not, I'm just saying, but in a game like tonight, you know, he's getting, his, he's getting some burn, 
get an opportunity to get on the court. And this cat, I, you know, like I said, he does some great things, but he takes us out of our offense, and he don't protect. And the other thing is, look, you know, and, and I'm, I, I agree with Ron from, from, from Cleveland, when, when, you, when you go for 30, you don't have to defend. I, I understand that in principle. But when you're the leader of the team, Randall's got to help keep them at least focused. Even if he, you know, he wants to get on the block and play so I understand that he wants to swap off and say, I get it. But he's got to also help keep the team like There's no leader defensively out there. You know, I don't know if that's Frank's that out there because Peyton generally can defend. But let's be candid. Anybody watching that game tonight, you might have thought you were watching the Westchester Knicks tonight. It looked like a G League game in the second quarter. I felt bad for the people at the game who paid their money for tonight because they didn't get it. They did not get it. Yeah. And um, they didn't get their money's worth, man. There's no way you could. There's no way you could charge anybody $150 a seat for that product tonight. It was absolutely. And I'll tell you this. And again, you know, um, Ron from from Cleveland said it, and I agree. Mike Miller. I know that you know, I've been high on Mike Miller. Yeah. This is what got Sizzle fired. This yeah, is what definitely. Got fired, definitely. You know so, what? Yeah. Anyway, listen. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to give Mike Miller more than one. You know, I feel like Mike Miller's been coaching pretty good recently. The, today wasn't one of them. I, I'm, <laughs> today wasn't his best night. I'm going to give him more time to see if he come up with better lines than what he did tonight. But you're absolutely right. Um, today was not a Mike Miller coaching night. I will say this, though. I feel like ISO is struggling to find his balance between passing and shooting because there were times where I felt like he passed when he should have shot, and then there was times today when he shot when he when he should have passed. Like, Grant, there was, like, one one time in particular when he did between the legs, Bobby Portis is wide open at the top for three, and he shoots, a, like, a 15-footer. It goes in, but, you know, Bobby Portis is open for three. But then there was a time when he was right by the rim, and he should have shot a layup, and he and he put and he passed it out. And I was like, okay, that was a, a layup. So I feel like he's still trying to sh- struggle on when to pass and shoot. No, and I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree, disagree with you. What I'm saying is, when there was a point there when he when he was, I think he was playing a point for part there in, in the second half. And you gotta at least it looked to me like it was Sizdale's offense again. Like he wants to he wants to bang the rocks. We get down to 16 seconds on the clock when. Miller's offense has been, hey man, we need to start this offense quickly. Yeah. Direct. Yeah. And my point guard's got to get one foot in. My point guard has got to get one foot in the paint, you know, every other time down the floor. And that's, a, that, that's the two difference in the offense that I see. And, and I just thought that, again, you, you could be correct. It could be just, listen, a young player coming out, what do I do? You know, my, you know he's not playing freely, maybe tight. But I tell you one thing. He, he looks guys off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He looks guys off. Like he's been in the league for six or seven years. <laughs> he makes me laugh, man. Anyway, JL said, listen, have a good Christmas. One last thing I want to say, though. I'll say this. If the Knicks lose in, D- if the Knicks lose in D.C. and if the Knicks get blown out in Brooklyn, ooh, it's going to be bad at the garden. Don't want my fire everybody. Listen, man. Listen. Anyway. Have a good Christmas. All right, man. Have a good Christmas, man. Now, shout out to you and thanks for calling. The phone lines are open if you want to talk Knicks and you discuss what this Knicks versus Wizards game. Uh, it could be happening already. I, I'm worried, though. This is what I'm worried about. I'm worried about um, 
rash decisions in the middle of the season. That's what I'm worried about because today at home, I think I saw a report that said that um, Steve Mills and Scott Perry and Dolan left their seats around a third quarter or so. You know when that happens, that usually means a tongue lashing is happening in the background. And when that's ha- when Dolan is mad, he usually starts firing people and hiring people and starts shuffling the deck. And you know what? He has the right to be pissed that, you know, because we're, we're getting blown out or almost got blown out. We had a fake comeback and lost to the Wizards. But what I do not want to happen is another head coach coming in in the middle of the season. Because there were rumors of that happening. They felt like if it got too crazy, they were going to try to find another coach and plug him in the middle of the season. And I think that's just kind of crazy. Let Mike Miller ride out this season, good or bad. And if he's just bad, get rid of him at the end of the season. If you feel like he's bad, let the coach start from scratch. Is no benefit to the team or us to have another head coach start in the middle of the season. And it's just it's just even crazy to think of RJ having three coaches in one season. Now, like that's just nuts. So, Dolan, I know you pissed, but good or bad, let it ride out, and let this team try to find itself, or Mill try to find itself, or what have you. And hopefully, we do a lot better. We have Brooklyn coming up, and we have the Wizards again. Hopefully, we we show some fight, and we take games a little bit more serious. Because guess what? We're not we're not that good. We're not that good, especially when we don't have. Uh, Marcus Morris, who is our leading scorer. If you don't have him, you definitely should not be not taking the game seriously beforehand. I, that's just unexcusable. All right, next caller, Angel from Manhattan, wants to talk about the direction of the team. Shout out to Angel. What's going on, bro? Hey, what's, what's up, up brother? brother? How's everything? I'm holding it together, man. Christmas is here, so I'm not letting my team get me down. I'm trying to think about all the draft picks that's coming. <laughs> I'm thinking about draft picks. That's all I'm thinking about, y'all. <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you. I just I just feel like we just need a point guard, man. I feel like, I mean, besides that, I'm going to be honest. I feel like we should, I'm not going to say we should trade Julius, but I just feel like he's just not doing it at this point. You know what I mean? I mean, it probably is too early, but. At the end of the day, we just need a power forward <laughs> who could just do a, <laughs> another what a one? power forward can do. Another I feel one? like, huh? I said another power forward. You want another one? Yeah, I mean, I just no. I mean, like, I I think maybe it's time to trade him and see what our you know our options are. You know what I mean? Um, just a lot of unselfish. It could get unselfish with him. You know what I mean? Right. We just need to be passing the ball at this point. At this point, we need our our young core to feel, you know, the ball. We need them to get into the, you know, into the direction that we need to get at. And Julius, I, man, I just don't know. I just don't know at this point. But I just love the direction of RJ. I love where uh, Mitchell Robinson is going. Uh, but we just got to focus on them. Uh, focus on getting a point guard. What we have right now is fine. Um, but we should find a point guard, obviously, in the upcoming draft. See what our options are. Oh, yeah. yeah, obviously. I just don't man. think Julius is. Uh, yeah, I just don't think Julius is uh, the person to take us forward. You know. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, what do you think? I'm I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent. I'm not as low as 
I mean, I don't think I'm as low on Julius as everybody else is. I'm not saying I'm definitely not saying he's the answer. I'm just, yeah. I just want to see how he is over time. Uh, there were certain things that he that bothers me that he does, like the you know the ISO stuff, and but he, he showed me some. He showed me certain things today on defense, but his help defense, his off ball defense has to be a lot better. His off ball is a, a lot better. I do agree the point guard thing, man. I do like what Peyton kind of brings you, but the shooting comes back to haunt us every single time. Like, he really dimes up all these players. But at the end of the day, this is a shooting league. And when the game gets tight, you know, you got to hit. You got to make shots. And he had a wide-open three. Yeah. It was the correct shot, you know. It's, it's the correct shot. But uh, we need we need guards who can make that shot with the game on the line. And hopefully what we have in the, in the draft can kind of help us with that long term. Yeah, man, let's see, man. I just, I feel like, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I just had to see the ceiling for, you know, at least in 2030. Oh, they're breaking up. I know it's going to be crazy. Hello? Hello, you're breaking up. Can you hear me now? Say something. Hello? Can you hear me Uh, Nah, nah, you're breaking up a little bit. Sorry, my bad. Okay, wait. I can hear you a little better. Go ahead. Better now? Yeah, keep talking and I'll figure it out. Okay, well, I was just saying, um, I just like that feeling for me is that 2020 to 2030. Okay. All right, sorry. All right, sorry. Yo, you have to call back. Maybe try to call back. I can't can't really hear you right now. My bad. Sorry. All right, yo. So, yeah, like, what do you guys think? I know you guys are, a lot of these guys are on low on Randall. You think we should trade him this season or no? You think you can give him another year, then move him? How do you guys feel about Randall? He had 35 points tonight, played pretty good on board defense, but then he had also had some pretty bad lapses, like towards the end of the game when he went away from Ishmith as he was driving. It was a mix, but what do you think? Randall lost calls, yes or no, let me know. Let me know. Phone lines are open if you want to talk Knicks tonight. It's a brutal loss. I know it's hard. People crying like it's the holidays. Why are we talking Knicks? But, hey, man, that's what we do. We are Knicks fans through and through, good or bad. We live and die by the orange and blue. We are Knicks fans forever, man. But you know what? This is the post-game live show. This is the show for the fans by the fans. If you're a diehard Knicks fan, you're watching right now after one of the worst losses of the season. And you know what? Snap that thumbs up button right now if you're a diehard Knicks fan. And you're here watching me and Knicks Fan TV today. Shout out to everybody who's watching so far, though, yo. Shout out to Big Bird. Shout out to John Talento. Shout out to Craig Williams. Shout out to Jackson Plant. Shout out to Ricardo Custer. Shout out to Philip Ross, who was in here a little early. Shout out to everybody holding down my chat. Also, shout out to Knicks Fan TV. Everybody watching. If you got Die Hard Knicks Fan, it's a place for you. Go ahead and subscribe and like. And hold on. Let me go to CP's chat real quick. And shout out you guys who are watching on CP's chat. If it loads up, which is, oh, here we go. Shout out to TM. Shout out to Naveen. Shout out to Dan Nugent. 
Shout out to Blah. Shout out to Christopher Blake. Daniel East. Jack Peters. Shout out to everybody. A whole Nick Nation, man. Thanks. Thanks for watching. We, this is therapy, y'all. This is therapy. We're going to get through this together. The Knicks needs to learn from this, this loss. Hopefully, they take games more seriously. I do expect that when it comes time to play Brooklyn, they will be up for that game because every game before this one, every time we played Brooklyn, we were up. We've lost at the very last second. Now, we're not probably, I'm not sure if we're going to have Mook and those guys, but... I guarantee you, we will play our best. We will be up for that game. Also, also, conspiracy theory. All of a sudden today, Mook is out. Taj Gibson is out. Wayne Ellington is out. Why are all these players out at the same time? Some conspiracy theorists think the Knicks are preparing for a trade. They're trying to get some first-round picks out of the deal or even second-round picks. That, that Clippers rumor was out and about, so maybe they're trying to move these players and make a trade. Who knows? But if we keep losing at this rate, I know, I don't think, we'll, if we keep losing at this rate, we're not going to be waiting until February. I think it might be happening sooner rather than later. It might be early January. Who knows? But shout out to Knicks Nation. I'm about to patch Q in real quick to talk about Randall and the point guard position. Probably picking off of what the last caller was saying. What's going on, Q from Brooklyn? Stand up. What's good, man? What's good, Jay Ellis? What's going on? Oh, nothing, Brooklyn. Stand up, man. Uh, Not the Nets, but you know. Oh no, no, I feel you. I, know, you know I, I, mean. I live in Brooklyn. Saying I, yeah, I rep Brooklyn, but I don't rep the Nets. I, I understand exactly what you're saying. That's real. <laughs> That's real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I tell you this with Randall. You know, just watching them the whole game. Everybody's right. You know, when it comes to the negativity, yeah, he he has a poor IQ. Yeah. Um, all he can do is really score, and it's not it's not really easy scores. It's kind of like, oh, he did this wrong, and then he picked up the ball, and then he scored. <laughs> you know, so it's not Randall yeah. is the type of guy. He'll play better next to a better option, yeah. next to a number one option. So we want Randall to be Randall and to get the best out of him. You know, like he did a little bit when he was in New Orleans, he had AD there. Right. You know, he had a better option next to him. So the Knicks, if they want to maximize Randall, they got to put a player with a better IQ, a player that can do more than just score because, you know, he takes up all the buckets. Right. And in a sense, you know, that's the player they need. Will we ever get that player? I doubt it. Nobody wants to come to New York. I mean, that's why we got the at draft, the man. Time, draft and draft picks. We got to yeah, draft, get draft picks, and if we might have to trade for one at one point, if you if you amount enough draft picks, if you pull out an OKC situation where they got like seventeen draft picks, that's all we got to do. That's right. Yeah, and that's the deal. That's the only way Randall will at least satisfy New Yorkers' needs because. Come on, New York, we know basketball. We we want tough-nosed ball players. We want players with a good IQ. That's why we love Frank, because Frank plays D, and he has an IQ. The only problem is Frank's a Euro player. He's not an American player. He doesn't have that aggressiveness. You know, Luca's the only aggressive Euro player I've ever seen like that. So, you know, it took Dirk years. It took, you know, even, you know, 
um, Marshall Onis, it took him years, yep. you know, to get to where in the NBA. So I get it why Frank is like that. He's a typical, you know, Euro fundamental type player. And we love that as New Yorkers. But for Randall, he's just one of those typical AAU players. He's got <laughs> score. He doesn't care about nothing else. You know, he doesn't care about making the right plays. He's just trying to score. And defensively, he has laps. Even though he played good defense today, not too bad. Yeah. You know, but still, he's the type of guy that in the, in the, second, in the second point is Randall would be much better with a better point guard. Yeah, you know, I love that Peyton's dominant it up because, like you say, Dallas, he's an old school player. Yeah, man. You know, he's just plucking, boom, 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 plucking. I love it. But today's <laughs> NBA, yeah, we love it, but today's NBA, you got to be able to put that thing in the hole. That's a fact. You know what I mean? So that's the only problem with Peyton. That's why he kind of lacks, and defensively, he's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, yo, you know bad. what? It, he. Yo, Peyton is frustrating because he, he's kind of like Randall sometimes. Like he's he can be really good on defense for yeah. a long stretch, and then you're like, wow, this guy has like four steals, and then all of a sudden he's just getting killed on picks nine after like two, three, yeah, four just, possessions in a row. Don't let a guy go by. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's it's like coming Randall with the same player. It's just Peyton can't score. <laughs> you know what I mean? He yeah. Can't score. Like so, today he had twelve assists today. Yo. And, and he's a typical backup. You know, he's a backup. It's just those assists. That's pretty good. But the problem is he's got to put it in the hole. So, you know, I, I hate to say, you know, we're going to have to get somebody that can do that. And the draft has a couple of guys that can do it. Mm-hmm. Not too much shooter. Like I said, Cole is the only shooter, really, where he can put it. He can he can put it in the hole. He can score. Okay. But at the at the same time, you know, a guy like that, is he what we need? Yeah, we do need a guy that can put in the hole. <laughs> but what are we going to get defensive? Right. You know, so yeah, it's that, like, that's, that's really, I feel like, to fix our immediate problems. But other than that, I just hate losing the guys like the Wizards. So, yeah, the, you know. Stu, they were already a bad team, and they called up G-leaguers, and we still lost. Like, that's... That's embarrassing. If this, I don't know, man. It's time to move some players after that, man. It's definitely time to move some players after that. Because yeah, that, at yeah. that point, that's they, they were running a zone, Bruh. You saw they were running a zone. Oh yeah, they were running. And the literally, zone. we couldn't even we couldn't even figure out a high school zone. Yo, good point. They ran a two-three. Good point. We were exploiting mismatches in the beginning with. And we had some nice matches with with RJ uh, posting up Ish Smith and Randall posting up their little their little guards too. As soon as that zone hit though, everything stopped. We just lost. We lost our mind. Yeah, lost our mind. You, you saw one. You saw a couple of points where everybody was standing on a perimeter. Yep. It was like, are you serious? The best way to attack the zone is with ball movement yep. and a middle inside guy that can catch and pass out. We put Randall there and he held the ball for like ten seconds. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta get it out. Yeah, exactly. He was definitely stifled by the zone too. It was like he was just trying to shoot his way out, or he would just bulldoze through two people, and that wasn't working. It was just like, oh man, how <laughs> like? And, and that's the that's the IQ that we're missing. Yeah. And so teams can zone us all day, but man, 
that that looks like a high school zone. Yeah, and man. NBA players should be able to keep that up. That's that's when you need people with higher IQ who can move out the ball, and that's also when you need shooters. Because I I felt like Zot yeah. kind of got hot a little bit, but we need we just yeah, that right. was the only one. Yeah, man, my guy died free dot or for forever, damn it, forever. Yo, thanks for the call, Q, man. I appreciate your call and your breakdown, dog. No problem, All right, man. Peace. Hold down. Brooklyn. All right. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Q, man, and everybody who's listening, diehard Knicks fans. If you are diehard Knicks fans, this is the place for you. The only place is going to be talking after the Knicks lose to the G League over here, comforting each other. It's a hard loss. But you know what? Bright side, we got our young guys. We got our, our pick still. And you know what? Probably more picks coming. Most likely more picks coming with this loss. Marcus Morris on a trade block. You might get some first and some seconds coming out soon. Who knows? Who knows? Next caller, Naveen from Australia. Are we international, as CP would say? Naveen from Australia wants to talk about making some trades. All right, trade talk. Always like the trade talk. Shout out to Naveen, you are live. What's up, JL? What's going on, bro? Uh, I'm all the way from Australia, Melbourne, representing. So, yeah, you got you got Nick Fan International, bro. Hi, <laughs> Nick Fan International. That's what's up. Live, we live, we world. We, we appreciate you. For real. Yeah. So I just wanted to talk about um, what they did with uh, Marcus Morris because it says that he was out with an Achilles injury, mm-hmm. which was like a sore left Achilles injury. So I think the Knicks are trying to. The next couple of games, the Knicks might try to preserve him, try to preserve his trade value. Yeah. Try not to, like, back him up too much. And um, the same with Tria, because I think Tria is going to be on the trading block, man, because I, I just don't see everything he just does on the court. He's just, like, nothing's working out for him. Yeah. So maybe a change of scenery might, might be, like, what he needs for his career, so yeah. I think they're just going to give him a couple minutes, see what he does on the court, and probably increase his trade value and see what they can get for him. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Same, so, same thing could be said for DSJ too. That might make sense because you know reports did come out that Timberwolves were looking at DSJ and several teams were as well. Reports also came out that the Knicks were looking to move at least one point guard. So you could be right. They could be. That could be a reason for these funky lineups that was happening in that that uh that those quarters, man. So, who knows? <clears throat> yeah. All right. Yeah, and like with the draft right now, like I don't know if we're actually gonna make the playoffs. So. No, we're not. These like losses are kind of like a win in disguise. It's just not good for the fans at all. It's just not. No. It's just not. No, definitely not good for the fans, man. Definitely not good for the fans. And, like, we're not even the worst team in the NBA, though. It's just, like, we tend, we tend to, like, overblow things when, like, things are going right. And then when things are just going down, we just kind of, like, implode on ourselves. I feel you. I feel like, you, man. Atlanta right now, do you think you, they, like, what, almost eight feet? They're 6-25 right now. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And With Trey Young, who's putting up unbelievable numbers. Like, the last seven days, he's putting up 40, 40 points, 
seven assists and stuff like that. It's just like we haven't got a score above 20 points and we've still got seven wins. It's just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. It's, it's time to move on. Appreciate your call, man. Shout out, shout out to Naveen from Australia. Yep. All right, thanks, Jack. All right, my bad. My bad. I didn't mean to hang up on you like that. Yeah, appreciate you, dog. Yeah, man, it's it. It's time to move on. It's it's time to move on from these players, man. I thought, I thought, um, if we played decently, it might push back the timeline for the trades. But games like this, maybe trades are coming. Uh, you might just be right. This move of resting all these veterans at the same time with these mysterious injuries, this could be that um. It could be the cover to trade some people. We've seen this before. So uh, I would not put, put that past the Knicks at all. Um, phone lines are open once again. If you want to talk about this Knicks-Wizards loss, you can call in. In the meantime, shout out to everybody watching. Delano Steele, John Talento, Paul McCadney, Two Cents, everybody rocking on the KOT side, Jackson Plant. Big surge, salute, salute, salute all the Knicks fans who's showing us love. I know, are y'all up late? Are y'all working tomorrow? Working from home tomorrow? But shout out to you. You guys are the real MVP. Y'all calling in, y'all watching. Knicks Fan TV, Nick of Time Show. After the Knicks lose to the horrible G League Wizards. (laughs) In embarrassing fashion. Who knows what's gonna happen to this? Will Mike Miller keep his job? Will Dolan do something stupid? Will there another will there be another GM? Will this be the game that gets rid of Steve Mills and Scott Perry? Yo, salute to you, salute to you, Keith Sinclair, man. Yo, salute to you too, Coach June. Shout out to you guys as well, Christopher Blake, Big Surge, Jack Peters, and Dan. Shout out to everybody watching, man. All right, guys. After this crushing loss, not a lot of news. Think I'm going to end this stream early unless somebody else calls in. I do feel like Apple Fanboy that Perry is a keeper. He's the only one with actual experience. You know what I mean? I'm not depressed, man. I'm not depressed. It's, it's expected, man. This is to be expected, man. I am not... Listen, there was a time when I was depressed live. I don't remember what show that was. That was a show a month ago. A month ago, your boy was depressed. CP gave me a pep talk after. He's like, yo, dog, man, your energy. Your energy. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm tired of losing, CP. I'm tired. I can't take it no more. I can't. But ever since then... I take these losses, I suck it up, I come on live, I smile, I talk gigs to my peoples. <laughs> Shout out to Chuck D, man. I'm hanging in there, man. I'm not going to cry. No Mary, no Mary J. Blige from me. I'm hanging in there. I, and, I, you know, I usually have CP over here to comfort me, hype me up sometime. But it's all good. I'm, t- I'm turning to the fans today. I'm turning to the fans. I'm turning to the fans. I'm turning to my fellow Knicks fans. We're going to work this out emotionally together. This is the Knicks therapy time, man. We all need healing. We all need healing. I'm finding solace in these two draft picks that we got. 
and future draft picks. One probably going to get from Mook, most likely. And you know what? Maurice Harkless, too, man. Maurice Harkless from the, from the Clippers. He might be coming over, too. Might actually have some defense. Who knows? Maybe we'll start a bidding war. Mook's been balling. Who knows? And Mook want to come back after this atrocious season. Here, he can come back. But Mook, you see how bad it is right now. We need these picks. Shout out to everybody calling in right now. I'm going to go to Yonkers. Joe from Yonkers. He wants to talk about the team moving forward. What's going on? Joe from Yonkers. Passing you in right now. What up, bro? Yo, what's happening, buddy? How you doing, Joe, here? I'm good, man. It's, it's Christmas. I'm not letting the team weigh me down. We still got draft picks. We still got some some possibilities in the future. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good regardless, man. Oh, man. I'm, I'm just looking, yo, bro. I'm just looking at that team. I look and I was thinking when Mike Miller came in, there was some hope. Now I'm looking at the team. I'm looking at lack of defense and lack of movement. Um, I just have a question for you. What draft, what picks, and what draft movement or um, free agency movement do you think we should start moving? What pick? With inside, inside the next, with, uh, what 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 movements? What should we start moving? The likes of like making, um, trading Morris, trading Randall. What type of movements do you think we should start moving? And with inside the next, with inside the next year. Because at the moment, this team shows to me that they're going to trade for picks, but yet they do not know they do not know how to draft picks. Right, right. So, what do we do? do? Do what do we do? Do we get these picks together? Do we try and draft? Do we try and trade for Beal? Do we try and draft or try and trade for Booker? Or are we just going to be the New York Knicks, hold on to picks, make picks, and the picks are the wrong picks? I'm going to be starting all over again. Yo, for first and foremost, get the picks. Of course, got to move with Marcus Morris for sure. Uh, I, at this point, I'm I don't know what DSJ's value is. I'm moving DSJ as well. He looks kind of. Well, to, to, to me, to me, to me, DSJ is a late first round or early second, just because of the value we got him at. Right. Just because we got him at a high value. The only reason I value him at a late first round or early second is because the value we got him at. Because the way he's playing, I wouldn't, to me, I'd let him go for free. <laughs> but the value we got him at, you need to get some sort of value for him. Right. So it's, do, do we, what we do is, do we gather, do we trade Morris? Do we yes. trade Dayton? Do we trade, um, do we trade all these guys and get picks and say, you know what, we use these picks and try and say, oh, let's get Booker and let's get Beal and make a run at this? Yeah. Or do we say, you know what, let's hold on to the picks and try and draft? I think it's a combination of both, man. Like, I don't, I don't want to, like, you definitely want to have your picks for sure. But um, I also don't want to, you know, put all my hopes in free agency as well. So you want to give picks. You might try to get some wayward, um, lowly, um, you know, scrap guys, guys who were drafted but didn't work out. Try to get and try to develop those guys as well. So you definitely yeah. got to move Mark Marcus Morris. Uh, yeah. There's there's a uh, maybe move Jerome Robinson from yeah, um, from Clippers well, or something. Uh, there's there's players out there. Maybe you yeah. try to get Jair Smith. Say you can re, you know re, revitalize his career. Um, and just keep moving, keep moving these guys, man. Hopefully this yeah. Wayne Ellington injury is, is fake too. Is maybe thing, go ahead. 
the, the thing is, man, when we're talking about gathering all these picks, let's get picks, let's get picks, let's get picks. And yet we're looking at the likes of, we're looking, here's the here's a perfect example, here's the Lakers. The Lakers were garbage for four, five years. And they went out and moved their picks and got Anthony Davis. And now they're a contender for a title. Right. Do we have to grab them picks and move them picks to try and be at least a deep playoff team? I'm not saying the Knicks are going to be, oh, we're going to be a contender. But can we move them picks and say, you know what, let me grab them picks and right thing is get, get move Barrett to the move Barrett to the four or move Barrett to the three right. and get Booker. I, it, it, it depends and on the timing, the man. I feel like I feel like moving the picks for like a guy like that might come a little bit later. Um, but I definitely feel like we need to kind of establish a culture here. I, I we need to find the the good guys, the guys who are going to stay long term. Like I feel like I feel good about Mitch being here. I feel good about RJ being here. I'm hoping Frank will stay. Yeah. But then we have to kind of move all these other guys and figure out who else is going to be here long-term. And, and then if we start to get a foundation, the, yeah, then we can do some picks at, and trade you, for... When you're looking a whole... Yeah. Yeah, then... Right. I'm, I agree. Hold on to RJ. Hold on to Kevin. Hold on to RJ. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I like Hayden. What Hayden's saying is I like him as a two-guard. Yeah. So you need to upgrade and get a one-guard. So what I'm thinking, that's the thing we need to do is I'm looking at someone in free agency. If we weren't getting Kevin Durant, we're getting Kyrie. The first guy we should have been pushing for, and I was saying it since the day free agency started, was D'Angelo Russell. Why? Because he's 22, he's young, and he racks up 20-out points, and he's a proper full-out point guard. Right. And the problem was, we went in and we got up, we want and got a lot of young young guys, but have jumped around from different teams. Well, D'Angelo Russell wasn't... Money, and now we look like... we. D'Angelo Russell wasn't really an option, man. Like, right. D'Angelo Russell was going to the Golden State Warriors for, for Kevin Durant to, to match salaries. So he, he was off the table early. Now, if the Knicks want to trade for him now... But uh, if, we, if, we had, if, we had, if we had the money waving in his hand early, he just took it. You know what I mean? Nah, if, if there was, was, the Brooklyn was, was not doing that. Brooklyn was not doing us no favors, dog. They was not doing us a favor. They was going to get Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie. That, that they was not doing that, for sure. We had no chance of that. If there is a chance, it would be the Golden State right now if they feel like, you know what, let's move him and get some picks while we can. But I don't think we're even in that. I'm not sure I would do that right now at this point. I, I, I don't think they're going to trade him. I think they're going to hold him off to the offseason. I think that's what I hear is they're going to hold on to him, wait for wait for Clay and wait for Steph to be back, and then they might move him next offseason. Right, right, right. All right, cool, yo. That's, I think that's 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 what they're talking. All right, all right thanks, buddy. Good for talking. All right, yo, appreciate the call, man. Shout out to Joe from Yonkers. Now I'm hitting to Delano from North Carolina. He wants to talk about the front office. I already know where this is going. All right, I already know where this is going. All right, patch you in, Delano. Yo, can you hear me? Hey, what's going on? Salute to everybody in the chat, man. Salute to you, Jay Ellis. Man. Right. Happy holidays. Fire seat bills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me just, you know what's so crazy, though, know, in, in all honesty? My, my biggest thing is no matter what moves we make, it won't matter if we have a bad front office. And, again, that's the constant. That's the one guy that's constant. And I look at, like I said, the biggest thing is I look at the contracts. Um and identity is a problem, but identity is a problem because, again, we're overpaying for guys. Right. Um, 
what are we tr- like if we're looking for a defensive minded player why would we pay I've never in my lifetime for the years that I've seen Julius Randle play known him for being a defensive player so why would you pay him as a first option if you're saying that I want to play defense yeah like they, and that was again a- go ahead you know, I'm not. You good? I was just gonna say. You know, my biggest thing is again. You have multiple guys that was available that play both ends of the floor. Mar- Marcus Morris is one of those guys that do play both ends of the floor. Right. I would have targeted him first before I went looking for Randall. Yeah. He would have had to turn me down for me to sit there and say, okay, well, let me go ahead and get Randall because I ain't got no shot at this guy. You, you know what? That it, would make sense. You know what? Um, it, you know what it is? They got fooled, man. I mean. I didn't even got fooled, but like Randall had a really good year last year, man. He was one of the most efficient uh, scoring big men in the league last year, and that was even with um, uh, your boy when he was out. Anthony, Anthony, even when Anthony Davis was out, he oh, was Anthony still, Davis. yeah, he was still super efficient. So, and considering how we lost all that scoring with you know Tim Hardaway Jr. Porzingis, I think the front office was thinking, hey, we have a guy here who's efficient here, maybe he can be come here and do the same thing. And it hasn't worked out. And also, you know, Randall plays good defense when he wants to. So I think they were hoping that um mm-hmm. that he he would bring that out more consistently. And they even there is even something in his contract that says that he gets a bonus if he's like defensive player of the year or all defense. I think if he's all on the all defense team, he has a he has like a contract bonus. Now, right. now obviously that's not happening this year. <laughs> But they feel like they, I think they hey, feel he's like happy with that eighteen million. Yeah, he said, I don't yeah, need yeah. that extra two million. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I feel like they, that's why they did it, and so far the experiment hasn't exactly worked out the way they planned. Pretty much. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, I think that's all it really is. I think our front office really needs to find players to identify with. You know, again, and this is where again the, the disconnect is. What what direction are you going? Are you looking for a score? Are you looking for or you know defense oriented people? Are you looking for two way play? Because the way I'm looking at it, um, again, Kevin Knox, mm-hmm. if he's gonna be a project, you don't bring him in again with with a coach that doesn't have the experience to you know cultivate that. And I felt like again, um, Fisdale wasn't my choice. Okay. But I rocked with him because, again, you wanted to see a sense of direction. Yeah. You wanted it, okay, let's give somebody else a fair shake. Hornacek wasn't the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, again, and getting new guys like, you know, again, Fisher, and he wasn't the answer. Rambis had a losing record when he was head coach for Minnesota. He wasn't the answer. So, again, you're like, okay, I just want to see some sense of direction. Right. But if you're just sitting there saying, okay, well, I'm going to just take two steps to the left. Yeah, then, what does it matter? You're not even going forward. I'm just taking two steps to say yeah. that I'm taking two steps. Yeah, and it's all that's all about coaching. So man. I feel like I think the um again, and I've been saying this too. Um, and I, some I know people have been thinking that if we're not if we're not going to stick with Mike Miller, I would love for us to target a college coach. Um, I would like for us to start looking at college coaches. Right. Um, Mark Few out of Gonzaga is one of the guys that I would target. Okay. Um, maybe Rick Barnes out of Tennessee. Those, those are the guys that I'm looking at. And I know again, 
everybody's looking for the name, like a Jeff Van Gundy, because you want to have some kind of cachet. Right. But at this point right now, what have we been doing with these coaches with names? We've been losing. Fact, so yeah. what's the point in continuing going in that regard and into that direction if you're still going to have the same result? If you want to change things, you have to change things in a drastic way, and it puts us in a better position and there's less expectation. I don't look for multiple wins out of, you know what I'm saying, Mark Few coming into the league. But what happens when he does yeah. get these wins? You know, then you make it look like, oh, you know, this was actually a smart choice. Again, look at Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens is like the ultimate, you know, um, example for that. All the coaches that I'm sure that Boston could have gotten, they said, well, let's take the gamble, bring in somebody who's got, um, you know, college coaching experience because we want to develop these young guys. We are now using draft picks. You know, there's no more veterans we're looking at. We want to look at getting these young guys on the floor. How can I do that if I'm just continuing with the same old regime? So I think it's smarter to start looking at college coaches. And um, like I said, Mark Few, um, even Mark Sergeron out of, um, out of Maryland is another guy I would target. Okay. But I would like to start looking in that direction if we're not going to be sticking with Mike Miller. I would rather stick with him to see what he does. But, again, I, you have to have a plan A, plan B. Plan C and, and beyond that. So those are my those are my plans. If I was uh, GM or you know any kind of executive. All right, I, I appreciate the call, man. I appreciate the call. I don't you know necessarily disagree with you either. Uh, appreciate the call though, bro. No doubt. Salute to you, man. Salute to everybody in the chat, man. Happy holidays. All right, man. Happy holidays. Yeah. Salute. Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, I would like. Somebody with some sort. I still, I still want to give Mike Miller a chance. You know he had a bad coaching night. I still want to give him a chance, but I, you know at the same time too, if Mike Miller is fired, um, if we get rid of Steve Mills and Scott Perry and these guys, like, I don't see Dolan picking a college coach because Dolan is that guy. He just likes the name, like we said, man. And unless we have an, an advisor somewhere that can. You know, steer him in the right direction. Yeah, I'm not sure where he's gonna be getting the right coach or the college coach or whatever, man. So I don't know. I mean, I'm open to it, man. We need somebody who's gonna be able to connect to the youth, who's hungry, and who's gonna hold some of these people accountable. I still think Mike Miller could be a guy. We'll see what happens if he can continues um, on his run and if he can get control of this team. All right, Elo from Maryland. Maryland, he wants to talk about the game tonight. Shout out to Elo. You are live right now. Elo is good. Jay Ellis, what's good? Yo, what up, man? Peace to the chat. Yep. I just want to say, awesome. I just want to say, um, first of all, I love the show, man. Been watching since day one. Oh, thanks, and, man. And, um, you know, yeah, you're more than welcome. You and, uh, CP, um, but, yeah, okay, I just wanted to kind of talk everybody off the ledge, calm everybody down. Please do. Please do. We need and, that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, you hear it from, I mean, you know, earlier there was a, a caller that called in and, you know, I guess the report is out from the players that, um, you know, there was a lack of, of urgency and, um, you know, effort. And for me, when I watched it, 
you know, yeah, clearly we, we should have won the game. And, yeah, there was some funky rotations, you know, some funky uh, lineup rotations with Mike Miller. But um, for me, I, I mean, we were out-rebounded, not by a lot, but, you know, offensive rebounds, yeah. us, you know, which is just effort. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, coupled with, okay, yeah, so, you know, Damian Johnson, I, I guess, talked about how, you know, they they saw how guys were out and, um, you know, for the Wizards and, and, you know, thought that, you know, this would kind of be an easy win. And, I mean, that, that, that definitely plays into it. But, you know, when you got G League guys yep. and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and we're already kind of like a G League team, you know, in terms of just our yeah. record, you know, it's, it's not like – it's not inconceivable for for – that team to come in and do what they did. But I think for us, you know, again, coupled with, you know, we didn't have the effort. And then these are guys that are hungry. And we don't even – how can you scout these guys? You can't scout, you know um, – you know, I, I can't remember the, the, the uh, Euro player. Yeah, yo. So, yo, the dude who killed Bobby Porter's dog. Who killed with, like, what, 14 points in 15 minutes or something. And yeah. then Matthews and hit, who was hitting daggers. You know, I you know, Bonga with you know he, he had a coast to coast, you Yo, know, play you, where you know it's just yeah stuff like that, bro. It was just it was just effort that I I know that you know we're usually the team that if, even when we lose we out rebound guys, but tonight I, and I and I get hopefully you know because if if the players are right you know they're saying it was lack of effort you know we get another crack at it. And, you know, we can show that urgency, you know, and maybe, you know, we can get back on track. So I, I don't want to, you know, I just saw some things fundamentally, you know, that we, that can be tweaked. Okay. You know, obviously, Julie's had a great game. And I'm, I'm going to end this real quick, but I know, I know you got to go, uh, you know, got to go to the next yeah, call. Yeah, I, I was waiting for the positives. Julie's I was waiting for the positives, man, because you said he's going to make me feel better. I'm getting madder. <laughs> okay. Well, well I, I just feel like, I mean, you know, it's, I'm hearing all this. We got to trade these players. Okay. You know, Marcus Morris, you know, we got to bring in. You know, we're talking about the draft. And, you know, we just got to stay the course. Look, Kevin Knox, he had a bad – you know, he wasn't a bad game. It was an okay game, but he had some good looks. He just missed. Yeah. He had one play where he went to the hole, and he just looked like he wasn't strong enough. This year, too. Yeah. You know, Frank had a, a deep – Three on the corner was a confident. It looked confident. You know, he didn't have a lot of looks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's small things that we just stay the course. Like these are these are the games we're going to lose as a bad team. You know, so it's like, you know, we're I, I, I kind of get confused in what <laughs> what we're trying to do. We lose and then we get upset. You know, and I think for me it was just effort tonight. I don't even want to hear about. What players we need to bring in? I just feel like tomorrow. I mean, the, the next game, I, will we play the Wizards again. We play. We play the, the next game. No, we play the Nets. We play the Nets, sir. We play the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets just oh. came back and won, beat the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they came back, I think, they were down twenty-six and one or something like that. We play them next, and then after that, we play the the Wizards again in Washington D.C. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, a perfect opportunity. You know, to come back and to show, okay, this is how we look with effort. You know, so 
I, I just feel like a, a, a few things mentally with the team, and that's obviously preparation with the coaches and the players. Obviously, it falls on them. But everybody on the same page in terms of, hey, we have to win against these kinds of teams. Absolutely. You know, and – yeah, that's all, man. I know maybe that wasn't as positive. <laughs> it's all and, good, man. And, uh, it's all good. That's why I, I, keep, I would like it to be. That's why I just keep yeah, mentioning I, draft picks, know. man. That's why I just keep mentioning draft picks, dog. I'm like, yo, we in draft picks. We in draft yeah. picks, and probably gonna get oh. another first uh, after this Morris trade happens, man. <laughs> well, we're gonna get them, you know, either way. I think with or without the, you know, the Morris trade. You know what I mean? I think we're gonna. You know, I think that's maybe the silver lining with regards to um, the Perry uh, Mills deal. You know, like you go back to to future, obviously outside of the Wash era. Um, you know, all the other GMs and execs when they left, not only were we in bad shape, we didn't have any cap room to sign anybody else exactly. for draft picks. Yeah. At least you right. know, we'll, we'll be in position. Next so, exactly. You know. There you go. There you go. We keeping our draft picks this time when we're terrible. That's at least that's happening right now. That's that's more than we can say for the last few yeah. years. <laughs> and and and, la- and this only thing, last thing I'm gonna say about Julius, I'm just as you know, I feel the same way about Julius as everybody else. I think tonight he played as well as he can play, but if he just doesn't take threes. You know, mm-hmm. and maybe finds a way to facilitate on the block. You know, um, and that's just you know having a conversation with him and, and going through take, going through film with him, right? And showing him, you know, the positives, yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So I don't want to throw him out. And look, like he's just getting acclimated to how it is in New York, and we're seeing it. We're seeing it now. Now that you know he's got a decent coach. And, you know, he's got a few games under him as a Nick player. You know, he's getting the feel of what it's like to be the man. So, yeah, exactly. It takes some time. It takes some time. That's why I'm, I get I get his fault. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the call to uh, Elo, man. You're welcome, bro. Y'all have a good night. Holidays, man. Thanks again. All right. Yo, hey, shout out, yo, shout out to Big Surge with the $50 Super Chat, dog. Shout out to you. That's love, bro. Shout out to Big Surge. He he wants to say Merry Xmas to CP and J. Let's keep putting in that work. Appreciate y'all cats, man. Appreciate you too, dude. Appreciate you too, man. Put in work because we love the Knicks, man. Up or down, we here. We talking Knicks with you fans, and we appreciate all the love, super chat, the likes, the subscribes, all that. Appreciate all the love from the fans, man. For sure, for sure. Sorry, me. I meant to hang up on Elo. But yeah, man, I, I know people are down on Julius Randle, but I I, I want to give him another year to see what he does. The good thing about the way uh, Perry and Mills set up his contract is, you know, we can flip him at a certain point. If it doesn't work out next season, we can flip him. And he'll be an inspired contract. And it's, you know, $18 million. I don't think I don't think his contract is that that bad considering his his uh production. I don't think it's as bad as it was as the Tim Hardaway Jr. situation, anyway. Uh, next caller, Chris from D.C. wants to talk about the roster moving forward. Shout out to Chris hey, from D.C. what's going on? Yeah, what's oh, going on, guy. man? Yeah. Holiday, man. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah. Uh, man, this is just me. I'm coming back in. And, you know, I was just muted the nail on the head. 
Like, I know everybody want to give Mills and Perry a hard time, but this roster construction thing it ain't an easy thing. You know what I mean? You're going to fail more times than you win. Like, if you look at even the best teams, you know, you want to talk about the Lakers, where would they be if LeBron didn't say, I'm going there? You know what I mean? They'll still be hoping Brandon Ingram come through. If you look at Milwaukee, you know what I mean? What happens if you take Giannis out of that picture? And remember, when Giannis was, I love Giannis. Giannis was drafted, he was a 6'8", 6'9", skinny little fragile. You know what I mean? Yeah, he took time. Who knew he was going to turn into what he is today? You know what I mean? He took him off that team. You know, they still play a great band of basketball, but they wouldn't be the monster that you see today. True. So, if you look at what we have, we don't have any bad contracts. We have flexibility. Yeah. We have the ability to move pieces around. That's all, that's all we need. Yeah. If this season wasn't supposed to be the, the world beaters, like, we knew we wasn't going to be that. When we didn't get KD and Kyrie, and even if we did because KD broke his damn leg, yeah. we were never going to be a winning team this season. No. Brooklyn is just lucky because they saw that and they went through their process. So they lost a couple of years. It took years, mind you, not half a season, not 20 games. It took years for them to build that culture. It took years for them to find the right players. It took years to even develop the right players. You see Spencer Dinwiddie today. You see him, you know, throwing up 20 in, what, six or seven in. He looked like he was about to be an all-star, but you forget about the game when he was scoring four and three and barely cracking the Yeah, it takes time. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It takes time. It takes time. It takes time. You just take it brick by brick and you throw that bad boy up. You see, the problem is, though, we as Knicks fans, we are so starving for W's. Yeah. <laughs> we are so hungry for the hope. And, and for good reason. It's been a minute. Want to fast forward. <laughs> oh, very good reason. Very good reason. But every time we take a step back, every time we get a new GM, every time we fire a coach, every time we get a new president, it's a reset of the clock. Because somebody else is going to come in with their own new idea, and the clock resets, and we forget that. We forget that every time you shake it, shake it up. Shake like a snowboard. You shake that bad boy up, it's going to take time for it to settle. And every time you do a shakeup in the organization, it takes time to resettle. Yeah, that's why so, that's why I'm a little worried about this honest, regime right now. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's why and that's why I say we I wanted Fitz to stay. And I wanted if this is gone, I want Mike Miller to stay. Just so that we can have enough stability yeah. to build. You can't have constantly moving because somebody's not doing right. All right, all right, for example, I'm a, I'm a CPA. I work and I build businesses, you know, I audit companies. And it's, the Knicks are a company. The problem with the Knicks, just like any other bad company I've ever looked at, mm-hmm. they don't have stability. They don't have leadership. They don't have somebody that's going to weather that storm and say things aren't going to go right right now. Yeah. But here's my plan, and, I, and we will get there eventually. Look at Jimmy Buck out there. They was going to fire my brother. You, you must not forget that. Yeah. Before LeBron came on, they were going to fire. They were going to fire. What did they say? They said, all right, you got two more years. And he said, you know what? If I don't do this in two years, I will step down myself. Magic even stepped down. But look what happened. They got LeBron. They got AD. Mm-hmm. Everything is perfect now. You see it. You see it. What, what, number two in the West now? Yeah. Number one in the West, number two in the league. 
but you forget the process. Yeah, they got so a little lucky too, man. Fans, I'm trying to. Oh yeah, and you gotta be lucky. Mm-hmm. You gotta be lucky because you know even with your draft pick, you can you can draft a guy out of his tonight. Things are happening. Yeah. Oh, you can get John Morant. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they still not great. Yeah, but you can see it. That's a fact, you man. See, and the problem is, if you look, and if you look at their record, they're not too far from me. But you notice what they didn't do, though. They didn't fire their coach. They taking the L's on the chin. Even, 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 and you know what? The problem is, we like to change things too much, expecting that that's going to equal automatic W. And that's not how it works. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, for example, look at Cap. They ready to get rid of their coach. Look at the board. And he holds everybody accountable. What they come around and say, they feel like they treat him like kids. But he's a good college coach and he's great at development. But they don't want that. Yeah, man. Now I agree with you, though. You know, this this formula thing is constantly changing. It's constantly moving. But what you got to do is you got to have proper leadership, which you don't have. But I'm hoping that enough of Perry can rub off. And if not, Mills got to go. If not, then, but you got to know that whoever you bring in next, you better have the confidence in them to go on with their plan. As bad as it gets, you have to stay with it. You have to stay with it. Because the problem is, people think that Katie and Kyrie went to um, the Vets because they made the playoffs last year. It's not that. They wanted to be in New York, but they changed the stability. They didn't, they didn't. They knew what was gonna happen. You come in. Yeah, they had. A, they had a. Found, they knew what was gonna happen. Yeah, they had a foundation in. They, they knew. They had a foundation in place, man. They definitely yeah. had a foundation in place. And, but, yeah, yeah. And, you know what I mean? And it wasn't even that. And it wasn't even that great of a win foundation. They just barely cracked five hundred. But the stability is what they were chasing. Good points. Even a little bit. Of, you know what? And that's us fans. We we gotta realize that we shoot our stars bad too. Like, even even Julius Randle, who said, I'm going to come to New York and try. We doing him dirty right now. <laughs> you see that? Oh, I see that. That's the Knicks, no. man. That's us. Yeah, Knicks fans are starving. Knicks fans are starving, man. We starving, but at the same time, we got to understand that we are going to be our own worst enemy. And we have been. At the same time, well, even public enemy number one is Dola, but he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> but we got to understand, look at ourselves and say, we got to treat these people different because they are seamless. They take this. They, you ever watch um, Matt Barnes and Steve Jackson podcast? They talk about us. It's no secret how we do our stars. Like, they know. And, you know, you got to know they say the next jersey is the heaviest jersey, and it's true. Facts. But then at the same time, if nobody wants to pick it up, then you got to either change your ways or then nobody's going to touch the jersey. And as if you've been looking at the last 20 years, the few people that do try to pick it up, we treat them dirty. So why anybody going to try to pick that up? So, you know, I just, I just had to hit as many points as I possibly could. Okay, man, you, you, know, you hit. I, 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 I let you. I let you, know, you rock. It's a losing night, man. You the last call tonight. Yeah, we go. <laughs> I let you. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you rock. You know, let you I'm, get your. I'm in DC, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to the Knicks game in my Marbury jersey. Okay, all right, right represent. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, right there. Throwback. You, you want to see me? <laughs> all right, yo. 
Alright, y'all. Alright, man. Happy right, holidays, though. Appreciate it. Shout out to the fans in the chat, man. Yeah, yo. Shout out to the chat. Hard body. Appreciate the call. Chris from DC, man. <laughs> Says, be patient, man. Don't treat our stars dirty. <laughs> like, I understand, man. I understand don't treat our stars dirty. It's hard. It's hard for Knicks fans to endure this losing. We have all this pent-up energy you want to put up somewhere. But sometimes he does have a point. Sometimes we do go a little bit overboard. But at other times, like, when you do things that you don't feel like is conducive to the team, you're going to let you hear it. And that's the, you know, that's New York, man. That's just New York. We want it. We want it. And to play here, you have to have tough skin. You just do. But I definitely agree on the Mike Miller front. I personally, if Mike Miller is the man, if Mike Miller doesn't have like a lot of nights like this when he has in little funky lineups, then I would like to keep him just for the stability's sake. I'm definitely on that plane, for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, next caller. This might be the last call of the night. We've been going strong for 11.30. Longer than a little, I thought, you know, for a losing night. Knicks lost to a G League team. We still rocking. But Jack from Pittsburgh wants to talk about, oh, here we go, Masai Ujiri. I'm not giving up two first rounders. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> but shout out to Jack. I'm about to patch you in. Yo, what's good, Jack? You were live on what the I air, say. man. You what up, bro? Yeah, yeah, man. What up? I, 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 I got to say, say, we all know what the problem is. We know the problem is the guy... Which his name it rhymes with Shane Mullen, but I don't want to fly all the way to New York and then get kicked out. So I'm not going to say it's full <laughs> But I think I think we can salvage our problems, and I get I don't I think two first rounders, but I think it's worth it because I I think if we get a guy have a guy come in and work with the assets, I think it's going to work more in the, the long run than the pick we got in the Dallas Mavericks, the Mavericks pick. I think that Mavericks pick is expendable. Woo! Expendable, huh? Expendable. Oh man, let me. I, I, we work hard for our picks. This, I hate y'all. I, I think we can find another GM. I heard Presti is open to, to to meeting with us. It's a rumor though. I'm not sure how good, how, how true or false it is. I'll do that for free. Then Missouri for two first rounders, man. I don't. I I know he's good. I know this, but man, two. One eye, two. That's just well, that's just me though. That's just me. We suffered for so long that like a couple more years of suffering, but there's like a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. I think that's our light at the end of the tunnel. Is Masai Ujiri. All right. I mean, it could be. I appreciate the call, man. It could be the light at the end of the tunnel, but I don't know, man. Those two picks. I want to keep them joints, man. I'll give away one, two. Like, the Raptors, they already killed us for Banyani, man. I feel like they're always getting over on us, man. Like, we already gave them all these picks for Banyani. We keep losing with these guys. <laughs> Every time we deal with Masai, we lose. Every single time. And even when we win, we lose. I don't know, man. I get it, though. I get I get it. He's, he's done well wherever he's went. He's done well. He feasted us. When he's with the Nuggets, I get it. He built a championship team. He's super aggressive. He's not afraid to move people. And he seems to move the needle every single time. So I get it. 
I don't know, man. You might be right, but I don't know. I don't know. I still rock with Presti, but I do appreciate that Mujiri kind of has like a system in place from G League from top to bottom where he can cultivate players' talents even if they're not seen from the jump. And he might be the guy to wrestle power away from Dolan because Dolan just has that much respect for him. So I don't know, man. But two picks, that's, 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 that's steep. That's super steep. Anyway, man, shout out to everybody, Knicks Nation. I am about to call it a night. Salute to everybody. Salute to Surge for the big super chat. Salute to both chats, Knicks Fan TV and Nick and Tom Show. If this is your first time watching, definitely subscribe, man. Subscribe, subscribe to both channels. Subscribe to both channels, man. To my channel, CP channel. This is the place for diehard Knicks fans. It's for the fans, by the fans. We are definitely the biggest Knicks fans. Are some of the biggest Knicks fans in New York, in the nation. That's why we are here after every single game talking Knicks with you guys. And guess what? If I was not doing Knicks fan, uh, doing these live post-game lives with CP, I would still be watching these games. Because that's just what I do. I've been doing this before I got the show. I'll be probably doing it afterwards. Because I like to put myself through some torture, man. But shout out to everybody that's watching. I'm about to check out new show. New nigga time show is dropping tomorrow on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeart. Definitely be able to check that out. And we'll be dropping the new show on YouTube on Wednesday as well. So definitely check that out. Um, thanks for everybody watching. Thanks for everybody in chat. John Talento, Two Cents, Keith Sinclair, Roll Brown, Goonies. Everybody, Craig Williams will hold me down. Everybody, shout out to the chat. And we can get up to CP's chat too as well. Shout out to IOPS, TM, Keith Sinclair, Ari Michael, Dan, Jimmy, UCLA. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. Appreciate it. I've been holding down by myself and getting a little bit used to it. But CP should be back on the, by the next show, I believe. Back from his vacation, and maybe I'll take a nap that one. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take a break. <laughs> but shout out to everybody watching. Knicks lose. Hopefully, we bounce back versus the Brooklyn Nets, and then have a revenge game in DC versus Washington. I'm tired. I got a half day work tomorrow. That is our show. Thanks for rocking out with me. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.